Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the one and only top-rated podcast, Navigating Mindfulness. Um, we are here to talk about personal growth and how it affects all four areas of your life, how you can grow into um, being this amazing version of you and making sure that you stay sane and build a successful business. I'm joined by my one and only co-host, the one and only Lisa McHale. Um, and we have an amazing guest today. And this guest, I'm honestly really excited to play with because um, I my first experience of Janice was that she is that person. Like if there was a bleep there, you can insert it there. However, like somebody that's always driven, very clear about what she wants and that she can do the things that she wants. And she's been an entrepreneur, I want to say for about like two years now since she's really delved into it and I'm so excited to learn more about herself and her business but also in the context of relationships so she is a, a newish I guess a fresh entrepreneur but then also navigating growing her business and being in a relationship with somebody who is also an entrepreneur and they're all working from home and getting this all together so a little bit more about Janice She's actually a performance coach who mentors and guides corporate professionals to achieve outstanding professional and personal results through transformational mindset techniques and practical applications. Now, she's actually got over 15 years of enterprise experience in progressive leadership roles along sales and strategy and insights and all these different things. And then she's also worked with some big companies that you've probably heard of, such as Unilever, Wrigley, AC Nelson in Canada and in Hong Kong. Now she's been all about the personal growth magic since 2015 and she has actually made it her mission to help professionals find and achieve success and a sense of purpose. So now we have the opportunity <laughs> to have a conversation with the one and only Janice Lee. Hi, Janice. Ooh, hello, ladies. Welcome. And Cheryl, can I just like have you like follow me around and just talk to <laughs> tell everybody who I am all the time? Because that was fantastic. Thank you so much for that really warm welcome. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Oh my gosh, we are so excited to have you here. Honestly, I could start a subscription service for that, like legit. How many streams of income are we supposed to have? Like, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Um, we go. So Janice, tell me a little bit about how you got into starting your business, why you decided to um, start into coaching and uh, get into all of that sort of magic. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so I guess the juicy details behind that is I, like you said, I was in corporate for a really long time, probably 15 years. And like a lot of, I think, professionals that kind of start up enterprise, I thought, you know, this is my path because, you know, I could see so many other people doing it around me. And like, you know, people were always like, you know, you're so lucky you're working in XYZ company. And so like, I always thought like, okay, that's what I was meant to do. Um, and then somewhere, I would say in 2015, I kind of really hit a wall. And it was a weird thing because I didn't understand what was happening because everything was kind of going right. There was no flags or red, you know any kind of warning signs that anything might be amiss I just kind of felt inside that you know I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing like there was something more out there I just didn't really know what more was and so I kind of started going down this personal development path seeking out answers from honestly out people outside of my my circle like in my circle there were just people working in corporate and working for big companies or you know in standard like teaching or whatever um, and I was really looking for something different so that's kind of when I started um, diving into like what it was that I really wanted to do and it didn't happen right away so 2015 happened I kind of had a sense of what I wanted to do 
I didn't really go after it. I didn't kind of like really pursue it because I was always doubting and questioning and saying like, oh, rationalizing, this is not the right move for me now. Maybe I'll wait until a bit later. Um, and it finally dawned on me like, you know what? I really love the idea of helping people see what they're really capable of. I didn't know that meant I was gonna be a coach. I just really enjoyed helping people kind of pull out of themselves like, hey, you can actually do a lot more than you think you can. Why do you doubt yourself? Why do you question your own abilities? And so for me, the idea of becoming a coach kind of morphed over time. It wasn't like an immediate like, oh, I'm meant to do this. Frankly, I started off thinking like, I'm just gonna be a trainer. I'm just gonna train people and run workshops and stuff. But even that wasn't the right thing. And so it was kind of like over a long period of time and it took a lot of like self-discovery. And when it actually escalated, was when I actually started talking about it out loud with people and actually um, getting the external feedback rather than me having it bounce in my head back and forth. And I think that's where the value of like talking to other people, like either as a coach or a mentor really comes into play because you're not talking to yourself. You're not arguing both sides. That's where most people get stuck. They argue both sides and they think they can figure it out for themselves. Um, and when I was taking it externally to somebody else who could hear it from a different perspective, I think that's when I started moving a lot more quickly along the path that I'm on now. So yeah, that's kind of how I arrived here. Um, and then, sorry, what was your other question? I'm like, I know I answered the first bit. Like, how did I get here? Well, that was actually amazing. And how did you get here? And then I feel like maybe even like how how you, to be honest, I don't remember my second part of the question. So <laughs> I'm going to just let me ask. One. Oh, there you go. Lisa. I want to ask a there question. Thank you. Yeah. Because I think when we talk about relationships, the one thing that a lot of people don't really acknowledge is their relationship with themselves. Right. Yes. And so I want to really dig into that a little bit because you started talking about it. It's like you're one self talking to the other self. And then, you know, in, in studying people and behaviors, it's like, people have multiple parts. There's like the saboteur, right. there's a the victim, there's a child, there's like, um, whatever it is, right? We talk about the four sides of the square, but in the relationship of oneself, as it pertains yeah. to navigating mindfulness while you're building your business, in your own head, there are multiple conversations happening all the time. Yes. Um, and I know that you're coaching and you're in your training. So what happened? And then what do you tell other people? Sure. So what happened for me as I'm coaching and I'm going along this own journey for myself and like Lisa said, relationship with self is the first important thing because if you don't get really honest with yourself about what it is that you're about, what you're trying to accomplish or the direction you're going, it is a big struggle. Like you will constantly run into obstacle over obstacle and it's nothing on the outside that is doing it. It's just completely internal. So. For me, the discovery that, you know, I wasn't necessarily being honest with myself uh, when I started with my business, like I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I knew the coaching was really important, um, but because I was looking outside of me for examples of what success looked like, I was trying to model my business after what other people had done and had succeeded with. And so I think that's pretty common. You're like, well, that makes sense, right? Like if somebody did it and they did well, why shouldn't I follow that model? Like it seems to work, it's like proven. And the mistake that most people make is like, it's not what they did that made them successful, it's how they did it. And by how they did it, it means like, how are they operating, right? Like, were they honest with themselves if that's what they really wanted to do? Like how they wanted, the how is not really so important, like the mechanical parts of what they did. It's like the reason why they did it and like why that was so meaningful for them and what connected them to that out outcome you have no idea what people's why is, right? Like if you're just looking at the end result, you may not know. So 
when I was really honest with myself and I talk about the relationship with myself, like what I really wanted, regardless of what it might have sounded like to other people, as long as I have the conviction that that's what I wanted to do, I'm going to make it happen. I don't care what other people say. And so I think that's a really important lesson for, especially for any starting entrepreneurs, because, you know, um, I, I'd always been used to achieving success in other areas of my life, like at work and stuff like that. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I've done that before. I can't do that. There's no reason why I have the skills. I have the talent. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are in the same boat. Like, you know, you don't go into starting a business thinking that you're going to fail, right? You go in thinking because you're going to succeed because you think, well, I have success in other areas and everybody tells me I'm really good at X, Y, Z, so I'm going to do it. And then that nagging, doubtful feeling sinks in because you've never done it before. And then you're question yourself and and you're impatient because you want it to happen a lot faster like i wanted all my stuff to happen yesterday right and it's not happening as fast as i would like but that's just part of the process so i think um being really honest with myself about where i ever was at every step of the way embracing the fact that you know it's okay that things aren't moving as quickly as i would like but i have evidence that things are moving in the right direction so embracing that part was been has been super important for me and uh, just to anybody out there who's starting a business, like, you know, if you're really honest with like what you're doing right now and like you like, I have a drive to do it and I see myself doing like stay on that path. That's all I can say, like keep at it, but also declare it. Don't be shy and embarrassed about telling people about what you want because you think they're going to judge you. There's going to be some haters out there, whatever, but like own that, you know, surround yourself with the people that are actually going to support you in the initiatives that you want, right? Because they know that you're badass and that you're going to make it happen and that, you know, you just need support. You can't do it alone. So yeah, declare that. I That's all it. I got. I have a question oh, before <laughs> like, yeah. all the, like the bag, the garbage bag of like <laughs> just dropped. Um, okay. So this one's really fun because I know I have specific modalities I like to use. We've talked about it on the show before where I'm like the journal queen, the affirmation queen, like all these different things. However, for you, what were the things, um, if you can even say specifically, like the techniques and modalities that you use in order to nurture that relationship with yourself and then also to change the way you saw yourself so you could be more successful within your business? Yeah. Oh, really good ones. Um, I do, I have started and doing something more often for myself, which is meditation. I never really was able to embrace meditation in the beginning because there would be so many thoughts. Now I meditate in the mornings in the morning, and it's not even that long. It's like 10 minutes, just kind of almost doing like a mental house cleaning to kind of like get clear and like start the day in a really good vibe. So I've had experiences where I'd wake up and not feel great and not motivated and I'd be like, okay, what's going on here? There's no particular reason. And it's usually, um, I'm not even aware of some thought that's going on that's telling me that the day is not going to go well. So starting off the day to kind of feel um, clean, like mentally clean, like almost like, you know, doing a little bit of a clean sweep. Um, that's been important for me to meditate in the mornings. It makes me feel really good. Um, the other thing is I just, I do study, meaning like I'll, I'll do some reading, something related to personal development. It could be my own coursework. It could be journaling and writing about ideas that I get. I've started listening to a lot more podcasts with people that have a little bit, maybe have a different perspective of the things that I do. I, I try to tie into things that I've been learning. So making things my own. So journaling has been helpful because I get some ideas about like, oh, this is a message that I would want to kind of share with the world and I'll write it down and I'll make a lot of different notes. So uh, journaling is something that um, I've really started doing a lot more of it as well. Yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, I know that 
we all use Cheryl's please notes gets for journaling because yeah. they're so affirmative. Um, there's no I, product placement, I swear. No. <laughs> there's not. I have, I have like three of the three colors. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we support you. Like yeah, that's exactly. what we're doing. But also because oh, it works. Oh. The affirmation queen stuff is there. I was going to say, look, look at, look at me. What do you got? Right? Oh my gosh. So for those that aren't watching the video, she's actually holding up a three pack of my sticky notes with different affirmations. Yeah. Of course, Lisa's got the water bottle labels as for you. <laughs> I, got the, like, I, do. I just I feel do. so loved with y'all. Thank you so much. This is another one of hers. This is our diversity and inclusion. Sorry, we're totally hijacking the session, but oh, yeah. um, there's a, the cool. other one. Exactly oh my gosh, y'all, yeah. back to Janice. Back to Janice. So Janice, <laughs> yes. we're going to move from relationship with yourself to relationship with others. And this could mean right. I'm a mother. So my number one relationship is with my daughter. Uh, yeah. When I was with my ex, it was with my ex. Um, and I also sure. have two brothers that we've survived both of our parents. So there's, a, and then the people that you work with on a day-to-day, -day, whether you're their clients yeah. or, you know, your co-hosts or whatever, how does, how does, the work that you do and and the work for you to do to get to where your business is today, how has that translated outside of yourself to all of these relationships? So I guess first start which relationships and then how to how does it impact? Yeah. So for sure, relationship with self is kind of the foundational thing because if you don't have that and you're not clear on that, it's hard to really build with relationships with others. So I'll take um, I'll talk about two I guess distinct sets of relationships. So the first one not in terms of importance, just proximity. So I live with my boyfriend right now. And we actually met shortly before, I guess, this whole lockdown situation became prevalent. And we were probably dating for like a few months before we actually decided to, I, I call it COVID cohabitate. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people are doing that. Um, and in the beginning, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, we're just learning to get together. And then like things go way up and then way down. Like you have to really um, learn how to deal. I wouldn't say deal or cope, but like really communicate better with somebody that you're living in a small space with. So he is also an entrepreneur. Um, he's been doing his business for a really long time. And so there's a bit of also experience and ego at play, whether or not we recognize it at, at all. And so I think what I learned about myself is the ability to kind of really listen and take feedback because if anything, I think he challenged me more as a person, <laughs> more than any other person in my life for the last year. And in a good way, um, because it was challenging a lot of my beliefs that I had about me, about what I was capable of, or my openness to learning. And I think as a coach, one of the things that I've learned to do is like, you know, if I'm giving um, advice or helping someone, it's about, you know, what does that other person need? Like, not what do I want to say? What do I want to tell them? And he was very much about that, like challenging me to think about like, well, are you listening to your own bias? Like, can you argue the other side of things? And I think that was been a really important lesson. And uh, frankly, we've made it through. Like <laughs> sometimes it requires a few blow ups to realize that, you know, the relationship is working. Like it's never gonna be um, just, I guess, calm waters all the time. And uh, that he actually, our relationship has really changed my perspective of what a healthy relationship is like my i used to think that a healthy relationship is that you know you never rock the boat things are calm all the time 
and that you know you could go through life that way but then that's kind of boring and it's also not realistic because that means if there's no challenge then you're not really growing as a couple and you're not really growing individually so through our interactions i realized that you know that's actually necessary now do i want the blow-ups to be like massive and volcanic no so we've had those conversations as well and we've talked about what can we do when either of us are getting to a place where it's we're we're letting it um pile up right like we're not really opening communicating and he's very visual and also kind of logical so we have whiteboards in the place where we'll actually draw out here's what i was thinking this is the this is the path of my logic and this is how you responded and this is how i would have liked for you to respond so we've kind of figured out ways to actually communicate better um based on each other's styles because i would have never done it that way before um, but i understand that that's the way he listens and internalizes so i've been at, i've managed to adapt to the way i know that he'll listen so that's just one part of it <laughs> That's like a, a how you got there and how you're maintaining. So thank you for encouraging yeah. the breakdown and breakthroughs. Um, oftentimes, like I'm never afraid for things to sort of like fall apart because then you'll know yeah. where you need reinforcement. And so uh, in my case with my daughter, it's like we'll have a breakdown and then we'll, we're definitely going to have a breakthrough. Um, yeah. And so it's the duration and the intensity that I'm monitoring for progress. Exactly. I don't know if you're the same. Um, and then... Uh, as far as like the mechanisms, like the whiteboard is like that you're yeah. willing to do that. Like that's really navigating your mindfulness while you're building the business or even in the relationship of the business. Um, Cheryl, do you have any points to that as well? Um, honestly, it's so funny when you were talking about the blowups, the thing that popped in my head was um, course corrections, right? Yeah. Like things are just like obviously headed in a way that wasn't working for a certain amount of time. And then it got so big because like the, like it wasn't nipped in the bud or it wasn't as important as other things as other things when, you know, you were like living your life. And then it's just like, okay, let's get back on track. However, I feel like the most important part of those course corrections is that both people are very clear about the intended outcome. And that is to make it through and to be stronger and to be better at the out, like at the end of it. So yeah. I love all of that. And the fact that you have, you know, had the opportunity to create systems, there's been, <laughs> Some people that I've dated in the past where I'm not able to have these conversations of what does support look like for you? Or, mm -hmm. you know, if this is happening, like what, what can I do? Or how do you like to be spoken to? Or how can I support you? Where they're just all like, ugh, and they'll just completely shut it down. However, you know, they'll expect you to have like, I don't know, some mind reading skills. Yeah. And and then you're just all like, but wait, like, I don't know. Like this is this is what I've dealt with in the past. Like it's it's also yeah. this opportunity to to learn and exchange converse um not conversation, but exchange like this is what I want and like, you know, create a new system that really works for you. So I love all of that. Um yeah. in regards to your business though, so one of the big things that I love is that um we always talk about networking and how your network is in fact your net worth. But um in regards to you know Rona season, like I don't really <laughs> like I love people, but like leaving my house, I'm like and then of course there's zoom fatigue all these different things sure. and um there's just different ways that we have the opportunity to nurture our, our relationships to connect with people and then also to support them now that we're seeing everybody virtually versus irl so with those relationships what have you specifically been doing that feels good to you and your business in regards to nurturing and building these relationships 
Yeah, so if you're talking like specific tactics on how to connect and reach with people before, you know, I like how you said that it's like a, what did you call this? Uh, pandemic kind of like oh, work from season. Home. Corona yeah. season, yeah, I like yeah. that. Corona season, before Corona season, I could go out to meet with people for coffees. We can meet up on a lunch break. We could go for a walk. Um, it's, it is more challenging now. I, I don't think it's impossible because I mean, we're all facing the same challenges. So nobody can blame and say like, oh, I can't, I can't do business because I can't meet people in person. Well, there's a ton of people doing business like this and they would say otherwise and the results would demonstrate otherwise. So I think it's possible. It's, it's about the effort that you put in to make it happen. And I think it needs to be um, an authentic effort. Like um, I know in the beginning I was trying out different things and it was like a bit of a and spray methodology, but now I'm a little more intentional. And I reach out to people um, for me because of the, the audience that I'm working with, like corporate professionals, LinkedIn is a huge source, um, um, Instagram a little bit as well, but mostly LinkedIn. So I am reaching out to people that I feel that could you know benefit or help from my services. And frankly, I took this, um, I took an idea from somebody who reached out to me because I thought, wow, that's a really great way to do it. And she would just send a very casual message saying like, hey, this is a little bit about what I do. No intentions of actually, no expectations of working together. But if you need a chat with somebody with this kind of expertise, I'm really happy to have a conversation. And then you invite people to basically connect with you. So that's kind of like the one-on-one -on -one way of doing it. Um, other ways of doing it is I've just created spaces for me to kind of help the people that I know that need some support. So I've created something called an a career accelerator open phone session. I run it on Thursdays at noon Eastern, and it's just like an open channel for people to jump on and like, hey, if you need some career advice or development, I'm having conversations like this with people all the time anyway. So I might as well make it accessible to a broad amount of people as possible. And there's no pressure for you to like register. So I won't get your email address. I literally just post a link online and say like, if you want to drop in, have at it and, you know, ask questions. And you might not have a specific question, but sometimes listening in will prompt you to think of other things. So I've had people ask me questions about like, you know, what do I do if I'm working for a long time? And I really want to know if I can, like what my worth is outside of my organization. Or some people are like, which is a really common problem that, you know, they're feeling a little bit burnt out and isolated from people. And so they just need um, an outlet to have that conversation. So those are kind of like two ways that I've been doing it. And then just reaching out to my own, what I realized that not everything is about work. And I was definitely in the modality of like, every conversation I have is about work. And when I was in that mindset, it was hard for me to connect even with friends because I would feel weird that they would think that I'm just talking about work. So now I just schedule time like, hey, let's just have a chat. I haven't talked to you forever. Let's go for a walk or whatever. And scheduling in time to make time for friends, to make time for family. Because um, I think if your calendar doesn't reflect the way you want to live, then there's something missing, right? Like you want your calendar or your schedule of what you're trying to do to reflect how you want your future to look in like a year from now, whatever it is, not like the hustle and bustle. I think there's a little bit of a... I guess a misconception about that. So those are kind of the things that I'm doing. And um, the one thing that we haven't talked about yet on in terms of relationships is is just family-like relationships. Um, so for me, my family all lives about 30 minutes away from me, not too far, but they've been very clamped down about you know the corona, this holiday that we're all taking, they don't wanna connect. So I haven't actually heard from them in over a week. <laughs> so I wonder what's actually going on. And I realize like if I want to make time for them and if I, I prioritize them, I say family is important, I need to be the one to reach out to them. So for me, um, it's being a lot also more mindful about me saying that I want to connect with my family to make that happen because they might not be the ones to reach out to me. So.
Yeah, I love that. And one of the big things that I love that you touched on is being very mindful, <laughs> name dropping. No, being very mindful and intentional about where you're networking. Again, based on your business, your ideal clientele, LinkedIn is amazing for you. But while, you know, putting a lot of uh, energy into things like Reels or Instagram, honestly, like I'm, I'm having difficulty with my relationship with Instagram. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like, it doesn't make sense. Like there's the ROI isn't there. Another thing that you really touched on that I think is super important. And one of my good friends, Lindsay Johnson, aka the Radical Connector always says is to build your business with success in mind i.e like what does your business look like when you're successful and then reverse engineer that yeah. meaning whether it's delegating stuff whether it's you know blocking off weekends whether it's you know um thinking about okay if i want this amount of income then that means i want to be selling this amount of products and in this way right so just being very mindful of that one of the things that i also loved is um i've been like I, I keep, I, we keep talking about this, but I love it. I really, really enjoy Clubhouse and I've had the opportunity to connect with so many amazing people that are into the same things that I'm into, but then also yeah. just connect on like just super fun things. Like I was on stage with Patty Stanger, like the millionaire matchmaker the other day. And I was like, oh my God, let's talk about things. So that was really <laughs> cool. But then it, it gave me the opportunity to play and then also to network and for people to authentically connect with me and know who I am. So um, I think that that's super important is like, figuring out what ways you can authentically connect with people that feel really good to you. And it, it seems like Janice that you've really found that, especially with your, um, your open phone session, we're actually going to be dropping the link in the show notes. So if you want to be a part of that, I mean, please do. I mean, Janice is hashtag amazing and you're going to hunt her down on Instagram anyway, because like, that's just what we do. <laughs> and then be able to play with her in that way as well. Um, another thing that I would love to touch base on in regards to building your network is um, authentic connection. And you talked about that in regards to that person that dropped you that message is really coming from that space of service. Because if you're coming from that space of service, instead of like quantifying, who is this person? What can I get from them? Are they worth my time? Then it makes it so much easier for you to um, not only connect with them on a human to human level, like you might be new best friends, um, but then yeah. also the opportunity for, um, how do I say, for business to come through them versus from them directly. So yeah. they might not be your ideal client and that's totally fine. However, beefing up that no trust like factor and then allowing people to uh, work, you know, like refer you out, like be your evangelist and therefore allowing you to increase your business and sales from there as well. Yeah, so yeah, I totally agree with that. Like how to build authentic connections with people. I think the first thing is like not being afraid to put yourself out there. I mean, in this time, there's no way that you're gonna be able to meet people really in person so leverage a platform that feels good for you or is a platform that you know that you know the audience that you're reaching is going to watch right and don't be concerned with like oh how many likes am I getting or are people responding back or commenting you know you have no idea who's watching so like for example like I had a conversation with someone from um, my past um, a past uh, corporate company she just reached out to me on LinkedIn she was like oh my god I'm so sorry like it's months since you messaged me but like I have some thoughts I want to run by you um, my company is interested in doing some work and so you never know where these opportunities will come from um, a lot of times 
people need to see you. What I think that it's like you need like three to seven impressions before people even remember who you are, what you stand for. So being first clear and declaring and what you're clear on about what you are trying to do, um, and then continuing to pass on that message, I think it's been really important. And for me, it's all about, I do a lot of content creation now just in the moment. Like I have an idea or a post, I just release it online. Don't really care about like watching and let's be real. Like I will go back and say, I'm like, hmm, I wonder how many people have viewed this post or like how many views I get because I'm just curious, but not really hanging on to it and knowing that every person that I connect with is the possible has an opportunity to develop into something more. Now, I don't necessarily expect that. So like if I have conversation with somebody and I can help them in some way, I'm not going to say like, okay, I'm waiting for something to come back from them. And I think it's it's back to this, I, this whole idea of, I guess, impression of increase or karma, whatever you call it. The, whatever good you put out will come back to you in some way. It's bound to. You just don't know where it's coming from. So I think making that a practice and making that a habit is just a good way to be. And frankly, like it took me a while to get to that place because I will always think like, oh, if I'm good to this person, like to your point, Cheryl, like not keeping like a checklist, like what am I going to get back from this person? Like, you know, is, are they worth my time? It's not even about that anymore. Unless it's money because yeah, like, unless it's I'm, I'm, I'm going to write that down now. Okay. My relationship <laughs> with money is healed. I'm going to write that down. Anyway. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? You're like, oh, what am I going to get? And you know what? The people that I've like seen in my life where they're like super successful, they will talk to everybody exactly the same meaning like they don't differentiate between this person as a ceo versus like this person just like the low man on the totem pole no it doesn't really matter we're all kind of from the same place we're all just humans looking to grow and expand and and learn a little and hopefully like cast a little shine on somebody else so just keep doing that yeah there's a great book um i think it's a leader with no title by robin sharma i uh, highly recommend that um actually talks about that like from the janitor to the CEO. And if I was running a test and you didn't know who the janitor was and the janitor's name, you would fail the test. Probably yeah. wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like just everybody is is human, like you said. And, and that's yeah. really great. Um, one of the things I do want to circle back on is the idea of family and how they, what they play in your business and your decision-making. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think Cheryl, we all have family regardless of what the makeup looks like and 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 what does that look like to you right now during rona season and beyond right like we all have dynamics that we have to work with and how do you maintain the balance i know for me my daughter thinks like i work all the time and that i love my job and um she always hears me laughing and and i think for you know she started to believe like i had more fun at work and i'm like dude how many people do you know that don't like what they do? Right. And so how's your family been in the business and, and what's going on there? Just to circle back to that one point of like, they haven't reached out to you. What are you going to do? Cause follow-up is a part of business. Just like, yeah, exactly. So like my follow-up is always just to kind of check in on them and like reach out to them and just kind of update them on how I'm doing, how I'm feeling about things. I think my parents, especially, I would say my mom more than my dad, cause I don't know, old school, I don't know what it is about dads in like in that generation they don't really reach out much to me directly like my dad has not reached out to me i know he's concerned about me but he finds out all the stuff that's going on through my mom <laughs> even when i call him he's like do you want to talk to your mom and i'm like mm, i called you <laughs> so I'm like i want to talk to you so um when i call my parents it's just generally to let them know how i'm doing how i'm feeling and they have on the whole been very supportive of any kind of decisions that I've always made in my life, my career, whether it's my work or my relationships, have they always understood? 
mm, not not so much, but they would never get in the way. So they're always like, you know, whatever you want to do, we're supportive of you, even if they don't necessarily fully understand. So that has been super helpful. And I think I think that's given me this freedom to kind of always try different things. They've never really, not that they could stop me from going forward, but I know that, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're going to go through some troubles and I want to be able to tell them like, okay, these are things that I'm stuck on. And, you know, I'm, you know, there are times that I don't feel great. So I will share that with them. And it's harder for them to understand because they're not in that space. So my dad's a doctor and my sisters both work in government, semi-government. So for them, security and things have always been really of high, high importance. So I'm like very different in terms of the mentality, but I am super grateful that they're at least understanding of me and letting me do whatever I got to do and supportive. So I always know that they're there. Um, I think I just have to make more effort to make them understand where I'm coming from without them necessarily having to fully, you know, they're different. So that's all it is. Um, yeah. So I care for them deeply and I know that they got my back whenever, whatever it needs. It's just getting them to talk about it more. <laughs> so I, I, think I it's love Asian thing. I, I mean, think it's like, super... yeah, I think it's, it's definitely different in, in every culture. I know for myself, like I have, I love my, I love my family, but I don't tell them things until I've done them before. And it could just be because like energetically, like I'm always like, wow, I feel guilty if I make my mom feel bad or like, I don't want people to worry about me because the worrying actually saps away from my, um, I don't want to say my ambition, but my ability to move forward in a decision with clarity. So when I was moving to California, like I didn't tell my mom until like everything was done. When I quit my job um, and started my business, I did not tell her that this was my sole place of income for like four years. Like she, she's like, how's your job? I was like, yeah, 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 it's good. She didn't need to know anything. Right. Cause like really yeah. what is the energetically, what would be the point? Like all yeah. she would be doing is she'd be living in her space in Canada, possibly having like some anxiety or like feeling a ways about things while I like her daughter, her like baby, I <laughs> like how I'm like romanticizing myself, but I'm the youngest. So it's fine. Is like in a whole different country where she's not able to help me. Right. So it doesn't really make sense. However, now that I'm in the space of the things that I like that, I'm reaching a level of success that I feel comfortable sharing things. They're actually asking me like, how's the business going? How is this going? I'm like, yeah, like I just got this nice TV spot. And you know, like this year is, it's actually going to be one of my best years ever. And like my mom will like repost my stuff, which is really weird on like Ooh. social media. So like, I'm just like really um, relishing it. However, I, I needed to be very cognizant of who could hold the vision and who could not hold the vision. And mm -hmm. when I was first starting off my family, I love them to death, but they're used to having to, you know, um, having security be their top priority. So me sharing that I'm going to take this big risk and be out on a limb, it didn't make sense for me or for them. However, I've cultivated and curated circles of people that are just like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, do it. Like, are you at the edge of your box? Do you feel a little sick? Yeah, then that's, you're on the right path. And like, in order for me to be successful yeah. in the way I want to be successful, um, nurturing those networks, really nurturing those relationships and trusting those people to see the vision of the success that I also see for myself is super, super important. Lisa, do you have words? Yeah, I do. I'm going to, I'm going to second job security and my brothers both work for the government. My father worked oh. for the government. My mother worked for the bank. I was in the government for two weeks and I was like, all you do are tug people up in red tape. 
I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even answer phones here because I'm sending them into the abyss. So stepping out on my own, I, I think it really uh, upset my father a lot because he got me a job in the government and I was just like, this is not for me. Um, but I think they always knew I was just not going to, I think they all knew that I was going to be out on my own. And so um, my family is always, they, they're good. They're very happy. They're, they're happy that I'm happy. Um, and they don't ask anymore. They're just kind of like, they just assume everything is okay. So mm -hmm. it gets better with time. <laughs> it gets better with time. And so, yeah, I mean, those are, are, are there any other relationships that we haven't covered? Like how, how does this relate to, I think you touched on networking already, impressions, yeah. following up, um, vendors. Do we want to touch a little bit on vendors or when it vendors. gets sticky? Like Huh? Sticky, sticky relationships. Do we want to take, talk a little bit about that? Like Cheryl and I have done an episode of like having to uh, disengage or unentangle from unenergetically aligned um, partnerships or relationships in the past. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything on that? Just, I really want to round it out for our audience, like hmm. relationships of all sorts. I think so far I've been fortunate that I haven't had any really messy entanglements. And maybe it's because I kind of get a sense early on if somebody starts to connect or reach out and kind of get a weird sense or just the way they're asking and reading between the lines of either what they're writing or what they're saying. I'm like, okay, this person doesn't feel like they're just asking for something for themselves, not necessarily for the betterment of all involved. Like we talk about the win, win, win. Um, then I'll just be like, you know, pass. It's cool. Happy to be connected, but wouldn't want to take that relationship further. Um, the only thing I would say about sticky relationships, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but just an acknowledgement, like, um, been working corporate for a long time, have lots of friends from many, many years, and everybody's still friends. Um, however, there is this kind of recognition as I kind of look into myself and how where my path is and where I'm growing, that certain friends or groups of people that I've met over the years will become, I will be just become less connected to. Not intentionally, not necessarily walking away from, but just in the realization that maybe they're in a certain headspace and they're happy exactly where they are. But for me, for me to feel nurtured, I guess, in that relationship, I need more. So maybe it's about developing new relationships or deepening ones that I haven't really spent time getting to know. And I think there's a little bit of sadness that gets involved because in these older relationships, like from 10, 15, 20 years ago, you had lots of great experiences together and they were with you through certain hard times and you want to still honor that. But then you recognize that, you know, I've kind of, it sounds terrible, but like you've kind of grown up more. And so we all only have the same amount of time in the day or the week. Like how much time do you want to spend continuing nurturing those relationships, which you value? but you maybe are not getting the growth that you want from them. And I think that has been some, a semi-subconscious semi recognition. And for a while I felt bad and I was trying to reach out and make the attempt to, to connect. And I would realize the conversations would always turn out to be the same. Like there's no new information being added to the conversation. I wanna hear about all the things that they're doing and they're growing and, and I just, maybe I wasn't getting that. So I think I was, if, if anything was sticky, that would be the only part. And that's just, I think, part of growing up as a as a human being, um, as an entrepreneur, for sure. Because we all want to, like, I'm starting to think about, like, okay, who are the people that I want to surround myself at? 
not people necessarily where I'm at, but maybe, at, you know, a little further ahead of where I want to get to and learn from those people. So there's a little bit of that as well. I love this. And um, <laughs> before we uh, close out, do you have anything that you would like to share? Um, any last tips or tricks or things that you would like to leave people with? Where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. So my handle is like Janice Coach or on Instagram at Janice Coaching. Um, I think you guys are going to post the career accelerators. And so Thursdays at noon Eastern, I'm always on those calls. Um, and they're really kind of like Reddit, ask me anything style. <laughs> so you can just show up and like drop in, even if it's for five minutes to listen in. Um, and uh, what would I would leave with people is, you know, be clear, like be clear on what it is that you want and don't uh, doubt for a second that you can have it. It's just a matter of like, what kind of commitment are you willing to do and what kind of decision have you really made to go for it? So I think that would be the only thing that I would, the last thing that I would leave people with. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And of course, like one of the things that I love about this space is being able to bring on people that um, inspire me um, and doing things in their own particular way. And one of the things, again, to touch on what Janice just spoke about is some relationships that you had for like 10, 15, 20 years, they just evolve and they change and some of them fade away. But I feel like the most important thing is that we acknowledge the great times that we did have and be grateful mm -hmm. for it because all those pieces and parts help us recognize what we want and then also help us move forward with creating the relationships that we are in fact deserving of. So I'm so excited to uh, see you continue to grow and uh, all these lovely tidbits about relationships are really supportive for me. I actually have one of my goals, uh, Lisa knows this for 2021 is to actually like reach out to a family member and like talk to people like once a week because like I'm really good at becoming a hermit. So with that, like we are all um, amazingly connected and supportive and we're here to see everybody expand and authentically want the best for each other and our businesses. And it's honestly such a pleasure to be able to count you as a friend. So thank you for being a thank friend. Thank you so much, guys. This has been amazingly fun and I look forward to, yeah, all the great things that you guys are going to do together. Yay! Thank you. Yay! Thank so you. That another episode of Navigating Mindfulness is complete. Make sure that you stay tuned in for the next episode when we release it. It might be a mystery. It might be next week. <laughs> I don't know because I don't do the releasing. Why? Because we delegated <laughs> that. Yes! My name is Cheryl Sutherland, and I'm super excited to be here with you as per usual. My gorgeous co-host, the one and only Lisa McHale, and our fantastic guest, the one and only Janice Blakey. Have an amazing rest of your day. Be kind to yourself, and um, you deserve all the good things.